What's up, gang? Welcome back to the podcast. I don't know why that was so fucking loud yeah, for me. we're fucking back in another week, <laughs> and we are here about to talk about some fucking movies. That's right. Two films on deck, as always, as Whether we get into like it. you like it or not. Yeah. You don't have a choice. You're hostages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but first up, we, as always, we do the beer of the week. We're going to maraud your ears right now. That's right. Um, beer of the week is brought to us by the one, the only paperback motherfucking brewing company. We've had them plenty of times on plenty. this motherfucking place. But Okay, so let's check out uh, this beer. It's just called Dial M for Mullet. It's a West Coast lager. It's a 5.8 alcohol volume, one pint, and they've come to murder your mullet. So it's a fucking uh, can that has a bunch of uh, guys wearing mullets, and there's a murderer cutting their mullets, and that's what they're screaming about because those shits are disgusting. Like, I imagine, like, this is a... I think Sam should cut it. He has long hair. Maybe he should do a mullet. I was thinking about it when, like, I cut it down, going yeah. into a mullet for a little just bit just to, drive, yeah, just, fucking, to, just to drive the wife a little, like, to fucking, insane. It would be fucking crazy looking. Like. Just to have her file for... <laughs> Just to have her file for divorce. This <laughs> yes, is fucking funny. Over a haircut, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I draw the line. That's it. This is at it. The mullet. This is yeah. This is it's over. <laughs> How is it? Let me try this shit. Let me crack mine open. It's interesting because writing. it's very. I mean, like you. It definitely tastes like a lager, but it has that West Coast IPA hop to it. On a gang on me. Yeah. <laughs> West Coast it's, gang. Yeah, that's what they rolled up and were like, let's cut this mullet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's very, uh, crisp. It's very, but it's very Don't hoppy. You stop it, sipping on the antidote. <laughs> uh, it has a very hoppy, fr- uh, front flavored, uh, scent, uh, taste very hoppy. It smells hoppy. But it has a very lager finish. It. It's very interesting. Um, I do like the artwork. It reminds me of like those pulpy comics from back in the day, like. Where the the woman is very sexualized on the cover and like the man's like being held down. It looks like a that's Mexican. Very, uh, that's very uh whew. it's very hoppy. Very hoppy and it kind of dies down slightly kind of quick, but then it kind of comes back in a lingering fashion. It does linger, but I you know, honestly, like I thought Shit. you know, we try so many IPAs, yeah. I wanted to switch it up and I saw this West Coast lager and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give this a shot. Um, but it definitely has like the hops that they use for West Coast IPAs. For me, when I drink uh, a beer and it tastes this hoppy, I need it to be at least seven point something fucking alcohol. Bottom. Yeah, it's very light. It's five very point light five point eight is smacking like this. Yeah, five point eight is a very light beer. You're um, uh, you're uh, you're delusional. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not a heavy beer because I think like uh, Coronas are three and a half to four. I, five five percent. Is it five percent? Yeah. I think it depends. Maybe the the all the, those are five percent except for the Corona. Um, the Corona premieres premieres were like I think four three two two point nine. Yeah, some shit like that. All I know is I can drink a twelve pack and be barely buzzing. <laughs> uh, they call that a problem. <laughs> yeah, some would. Um, but uh, twelve. Some would depends on who you ask. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Doctor intervention. Uh, no. Uh. Uh, what do doctors know? They misdiagnose all the time. They do, but... Cocksuckers. <laughs> nah, I don't fucking around. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm fucking around. Uh, but let's talk about our I'm first... Don't fucking drink a 12-pack, you eh? fucking asshole. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. <laughs> Hello, police. Yes, I'd like to call an intervention. It's and called they... a podcast. You know, yeah. we're supposed to, you know, be outlandish. 
I, well, you know, I wish I could be outlandish, but somebody's got to keep this show on track. Yeah, a little too, a little too serious. You can, well, yeah. You, 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 well, I mean, again, you, you know, you know, you can fucking loosen up the cuffs there, brother. I you do know? loosen up the cuffs yeah. off the clock. Yeah, off, off podcast time. It's really weird. Uh, this is when you're supposed to do it. This is fun. It's supposed to be fun. I got to keep it on track. <laughs> We're keeping it on track. Yeah, but get back into it. Uh, first film See? is uh, old dads, three best friends become fathers later in life and find themselves battling preschool uh, principals. Millennial CEOs and anything created after 1987, written and directed by Bill Burr, uh, also co-written with uh, Ben Tischler, Bill Burr, uh, Bobby Cannavale. Um, you have Bo Keem Woodbine, who I loved as Woodbine. the uh, captain in Overlord. Yeah, um, Overlord. And then you have uh, I never heard of it. No, I'm fucking wrong. I was gonna say you've never heard of yeah. fucking Overlord. Yeah. We gave out a, a poster, remember? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, come on now. Now we did. It was, I know. I know. Ryan, but I Ryan, it was Ryan, the Lion, Ryan the Lion's buddy. Yeah. All right, get back to it, fool. Come on, hurry up. Uh, and then uh, many, many more. Um, those cuffs. <laughs> what, what did you think about this movie? Oh man, I fucking thought the shit was hilarious, bro. Oh, you thought it was hilarious? No. No. <laughs> no. Fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, thought it. Thing. I thought it had its fucking ridiculous parts because I felt like the character himself is just too. He's too much in a sense. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I get. I get. He says certain things that maybe someone like you or myself would think yeah. in our brains, but um, but we wouldn't say them too out, out loud. And we would just think it real quick. But like, God, nah, we're fucking. We're fine. Right, relax. No, in I our mean, own heads, you know. One of the things that I felt like were the problem was Bill Burr just came off as because I I stopped watching. I'll be honest with you. I stopped watching Bill Burr's Paper Tiger comedy special because to me it just felt like, oh, wow, you're an old man who's just complaining to complain to complain. Um, And so I didn't appreciate, like, the humor that he was setting up. It just felt like he was whiny. Oh, I don't like change. Why does everything have to change? Which, you know, like, again, like, I'm a big proponent of, like, well, things change. Like, what the fuck can you do? Like, it's not like, you know. uh, That's kind of of what this uh, movie kind of brought a big point to right that things are changing and, and they're not happy with it. Yeah. And, and so like, but what, what it felt like though, is that the characters that he interacted with, right. They didn't feel real. They felt like incredibly exaggerated versions of what, you know, they are like the principles, like exaggerated nature of like how she deals with people, the millennial CEO. And I get like, there's a lot of that kind of shit within uh, millennial culture, but it felt like it was very exaggerated. So his kind of like it was like all stereotypes and shit. It was it was basically felt like the stereotypes cranked up to like eleven, yeah, but yeah. it felt like his character was more like at a seven or eight. Like he didn't feel as exaggerated as the rest of the people in the cast, right? Like he felt normal. His best friends felt kind of uh, normal. Like, I don't. I th- I, okay, yeah, but I I I agree with that. He did feel normal, but I, the, when he would fucking go off on people, it just seemed. Uh, too over the top, you know. Yeah. What I mean? For me, and, at least, and, that's, and that's I, the one thing I would fucking just say that he kind of came a bit, a bit much off of. Yeah, and I would say like a lot of the things that bothered me also is the fact like Bill Burr's not the strongest actor, and they, there was nah, moments obviously. there was moments where like <laughs> when he his, his script required him to do some heavy lifting, and I thought like, oh man, you fail at this, like you're really yeah. bad at yeah carrying like. Well, once he, when he was doing the raffle thing. In the beginning, it was fine, but once it kind of prolonged, it got really bland. Yeah. Quick, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the movie drags, like, for a movie that's only an hour and 45, 44 minutes, yeah. I felt like, man, this feels long. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I don't know if it's maybe the idea that Bill Burr directed the movie, um, because I feel like actors are not 
good directors for the most part. I always feel like there's something missing, like a sense of style, a sense of like a little flair, right? I, I think I have the same problem with Dal- uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I have the problem with, shit with Patrick Wilson, which we'll get into it a little bit later with Insidious the Red Door. Um, I just feel like they oh, have okay. no, they have a very is. like, I was like who the fuck is Bryce Dallas Howard? But uh, who it, cares? I don't care. You don't know who that is? I don't. She. She's Ron Howard's daughter, the redhead actress from Jurassic World. Like, oh, she, Jesus Christ. How the fuck do you watch care. shit? Like, yeah, but do you that's not, pay that's attention? Not, she's like, a, I don't know. She's a Nepo baby, like 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 most she of them. She doesn't are, fucking but, stand out for me. It's just like a whatever actress. It's not, she's nothing fucking that great. I, like, I, right, I think whatever. the thing is, like, you know, like, because, like, I guess you're right. I do watch a lot of video essays about different shit that, like, they all just, yeah. I remember in my head. And now it's even worse. He said, oh, she was Ron Howard's fucking daughter. I'm like, all right, yeah, so she's just fucking. She's a Nepo baby. Con- like, yeah, she got uh, yeah, I mean, she, all the connections yeah. and became fucking it, rich and famous. A lot of them, right? Like, we talked about, like, like, you watched The Idol, right? The had uh, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter, yeah, of course. She like, fucking sucks. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, that show is terrible from what I hear. I yeah, haven't watched it. I'm not watching it. fucking garbage. But going back to old Jesus. dads, like, that's the problem that I had with this movie. It's like. No, I'm lying. That was the best fucking show in the world. <laughs> but it felt like very, you know, slow, draggy. It felt like he gave himself too much time to just rant. Like it felt like, oh, your comedy bits, and you're trying to be like, look at me, how how edgy am I as a as a Gen Xer? And I didn't care. Like there's nothing to care about for me in this film. I will say this. I will give this credit. There was a character arc for his for his character for Jack Kelly's character. Uh huh. There was a, an arc. He had his his uh, the inciting incident. A millennial bought his company. He falls apart. He pays a price, getting fired, which then leads him to fight into the thing. And then he realizes, oh man, I'm screwing this up. I, I I'll go to therapy and I'll I'll work on myself because I don't want to lose the people that I care about. Yeah. But again, Sounds there's fucking boring. But the, but the thing is, like, <laughs> but you can make a movie like that where yeah, you can make it interesting. But he failed Naturally. at all of it. Like the script fails on all fronts. There, there's, because it doesn't feel like this is a real world you live in. It feels yeah, like there's a character who's real, and the whole shit is like this exaggerated like PC world. I, I didn't like this movie, um, but I, I will give it that credit that at least it has an arc. Yeah, it's just a lot of pretentious characters in the fucking film. I believe there's a lot of bullshit going on. Fucking people thinking they're this and that. Yeah, and and and, I mean, and using their morals and I trying mean, to fucking uh, make. I don't know. For me, it was just. It was just like whatever. The movie wasn't like the worst fucking thing in the world. And, and, no, we've and, seen worse. And it was just... Uh, it's just boring. That's what yeah, I'm Yeah, it's kind of boring, kind of like whatever. Um, the part I enjoyed was, was... I thought it was kind of funny when he was asking them about the fucking N-word and shit. He's like, how do you fucking say it? You know what I mean? Then yeah, fucking, yeah. Oh, I, that what? itself was a fucking very clever way of kind of putting that out there in a sense. You know what I mean? Without really putting it out there. Well, I think the thing is, is like it's a good point, right? Because like you know that in private, a lot of people are just dropping it because I think I I personally laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, I laugh at that shit. You know what I mean? That but, made me smile. Like I'm telling you, I don't think I laughed once throughout this film. Nah, that should make me that should make me laugh um, for sure. But yeah, but also like because I know fools like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, I got homies and shit, and I fucking that's just I, I, if the fucking song's saying it, I'm just fucking rap it how how it is. Like my bad, you know what I mean? The fuck. Yeah. What do you do about that? I don't, I don't fucking. They know me aside of that, so they know I'm nothing like that. So it's the fucking. I'm not trying to fucking disrespect or anything. I'm just going with the flow, you know. Yeah. No. Plus, you know, we get I, treated. I get tre- I've been treated exactly the same fucking way. Maybe yeah. you've been played. You've played a lot more safe than compared to me, but um, I've been treated fucking like garbage, like yeah. garbage by fucking the man, by the so-called man. Yeah. You know, so I, in a sense, you know, me the the. the 
Of course, also, I, I don't fucking, I can't say that I'm going to be in fucking a bad neighborhood and do some shit like that. That's not, that's not going to happen for sure. But with my friends and shit that I know, they, they're, they're accepting all that shit. They can say whatever the fuck they want uh, um, in, in, the, in the opposite go, going towards me, and I wouldn't give a fuck either. You know what yeah. I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't offend me. It wouldn't make me feel any type of way. I wouldn't care. I mean that's interesting. Like for me, like uh, like like I said, like I don't I don't use language like that. Period. Like even yeah. with with rap albums, if I'm rapping along, yeah, that word does not come out. Yeah, uh, only because like you know, uh, again, you know, I've come to believe like one of my friends, uh, you know, uh, he talks about like he doesn't say the word because he's like I know where that word came from. I know what it was used against our people. I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had because I know like you hang out with Fuego and stuff, right? Yeah, but I I just I don't uh, I don't uh. He's, his point will never come across. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it's never going to come across. Absolutely never. So it doesn't fucking matter what the fuck he says. Yeah. Like, life is what it is, and, it's, and, it's, and it continues to be that way because people don't give a fuck, unfortunately. At, at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to, not just for, and for any fucking any person. I feel like a lot of people, for the majority, don't care enough to fucking to sit back and be like stopping some shit because if not, the world would be different. Dude, fucking, I was at some spot and I got, um, uh, this is a good story. Uh, I should have said this when I was at the fucking, uh, at the, by the, uh, in Cabazon by fucking Morongo, Casino Morongo. I was walking around and some dude had his fucking dog with fucking tape or some shit taped around his fucking ear, like holding the ears up like if he wanted to cut them. You know what I mean? It was like a Doberman type of dog as well. Yeah. But it was like tape and it was like, it looked fucking like, it, it's it's like abuse, you know what I mean? In a sense, you know, I was like, I told the fucking guy, I said, what the fuck, call me? I said, fucking tell your fucking ears like that, motherfucker. Yeah. And he looked at me, you know, I said, yeah, I'm talking to you, you piece of shit. I said, tell your fucking ears like that, motherfucker. And he didn't fucking, uh, he didn't say shit, he just smiled and shit. And I'm just like, you see, I'm looking around, you know, and uh, cause they're, telling me, they're telling me to stop. And I'm looking around, I'm like, see, that's the problem with this fucking world. And I said, no one fucking cares to fucking say anything. And when you fucking say something, you get looked at like an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck, dude? What can you do? That's why. That's why I just at the end of the day, so again, I just gotta roll with what it is. No one gives a fuck. Well, well, just let it be. Say la vie. Yeah. It's an unfortunate fucking thing, but it's. I realize it, but I decide to be ignorant in the sense to just not give a fuck enough to change it in, in within myself. You know what I mean? Because I just know the fucking society doesn't care. So what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like my me me caring doesn't do anything, unfortunately, and 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 that. For me, that's that's one one of the things that um like when we talked about other shit, and I told you, bro, I said you should fucking do some shit like that, and it's like, well, it's tough because it's hard, you know what I mean, to fucking get people behind a certain notion and keep it moving when society is just slamming you with a fucking hammer all the motherfucking time. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, we're, like, you know, I was talking about um the fire that happened on the 10 freeway here in uh, in LA. Yeah. And it was it turns out it was arson and you know they were talking about like yeah you know like a pallet factory like went up in flames and then on top of that you know they're they're probably homeless encampments under the freeway that also caught on flames yeah. and stuff. And like uh I was one, say, who the fuck was a genius that decided to put a pallet fucking well, yeah, factory some, yeah, under the freeway. Somebody somebody yeah, somebody at night decided to fucking be an asshole and set it on fire. Yeah. Um you know uh Cause obviously, like that shit's probably been there for fucking decades. And yeah, they said and a fucking hundred columns got fucked up, and like ten or eleven really, really got fucked up integrity wise. Yeah, so they were saying that it's uh, gonna be shut down for the next three to five weeks while they do repair. Cause luckily, it wasn't as extensive as they thought. They thought they were gonna have to knock down. Yeah, good that thing we don't section. use that shit. <laughs> no, I mean like it's super rare if I have out, if, yeah, uh, if I'm here. ever on the fucking ten. Yeah. But like I was talking about like and, and uh, about it all that stuff, and when they brought up the homeless encampments, they're like, "Why don't they ever do anything about that?" And I go, "Well, 
you have to think about it like this. What's a good reminder for the working class the, that they are one step closer? You're actually closer to being homeless than you are from actually being a rich motherfucker. Yeah. I go, and it's a good reminder because you could do something about it. We could be like Finland, right? House people and give them the programs they need. And it's actually cheaper to do that than to actually just clear out encampments and keep moving them around the city yeah. and throwing shit away. And so I go, but the thing is, in this country, it's a reminder of you're closer to that motherfucker and don't you forget it. Now get in line and make us money. Yeah. You know, and like, and I think that's. Pay always, me. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's the thing. Like, I always think about shit like that. Like, why are these things fixed? Well, because every it's... morning when I get up, I paint my face white and I fucking put red fucking circles on both my cheeks. Yeah. I paint my nose. I put the little honker on the side. So clock in. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know, because that's, that's, I feel like. Right, it's like that guy, right, who used to sleep right outside of our house. Uh, you know, he was divorced. Yeah. He had a job. He had to go to the YMCA to shower up and, like, do his workout and stuff. And then he would go to work. Yeah, before we fucking beat up to get off our fucking property. That's right, <laughs> homie. Stepping, homie. <laughs> Recognize. That never happened. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the neighbor lady, the one who ended up dying of COVID right across the street, oh, yeah. the one in the corner. Not COVID's she, not real. Uh, she, called, uh, <laughs> she called the cops on him. Oh, yeah, but she was that motherfucker was parked on our fucking side. What yeah, the and fuck? I was like, like dude, he's bitch. not even fucking bothering yeah, like, you. Like, hey, bitch, he's parked over here. Like, what yeah. the fuck? So, uh, yeah. Homie Frank, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just fucked up, like, because the thing is, again, you know, you see them as, like, oh, they're failures of society, but he's, like, contributing to society. He just can't afford anywhere to live. Yeah. It's kind of fucked. Like, I always think about shit like that, and I'm just like, you know, like, I understand, like, it's easier to give up than to actually try like I, I like I well, get that. Yeah, cool. and also Every, I in in a sense everything is easier to give up if you don't fucking uh, yeah if you don't want to fight for it or, or or well or put any effort into something it's easy just to let it go that goes to any well, fucking and sense, I, and I also I mean? think like uh, you know that the way that the system is set up right it's made to train you in ignorance right the education yeah. you get in public schools is like surface level right it's like when you went to college and you took that history class and they made you get the the book that said relearning the history that you weren't taught in schools yeah, yeah. because it's actually going deep into like the mechanics of why the things happened, you know, in, in, on a deeper, more exploratory level. Yeah. And you instead are like, fuck, like this is insane. Just how much more fucked these scenarios around the world were like you get surface level knowledge in high school, but why? Because they don't want you to question the system. You know, they don't want you to understand that the system was built to just crush you. Yeah. And so like, you know, uh they you know, there's a guy I like on uh Instagram, his name is Consciously. Uh he says education is elevation. You know, if you do actually get education, you're able to actually elevate yourself to actually see the problems and start talking about how like you can tackle the system. But again, it's yeah, but then you, you are to, fighting you, you are fighting an uphill battle, right? That's also so that and you have the information, you have to put that information into action. And sometimes talking isn't walking, or, mo or talking isn't walking, no matter what, of course. But and, but it can be, it can be a difference there when someone can say a, a, and say a bunch of shit, but you have to you have to put it into into work. Yeah. And that that just like I said, it's just it's called work for a fucking reason. Yeah, it's not like you you know, it's, it's like you, you have you have. Union if it was fucking easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, you have union organizers who have the hard time of like mobilizing employees and yeah. and helping them through the process of how to do all that stuff. And they don't make a lot of money in the capitalist system. You have to make money to survive, right? Yeah. There's there's real money in like the leadership positions as you start moving up the chain. But that shit's also like a whole different system of of operation, right? Like, and 
mobilizing to get people out to go vote. That's a low paying gig. Sometimes it's an internship and that yeah. shit's also problematic. So, and like, it, you know, you imagine like, yeah, you want to fucking change things, but at the same time, like that shit's not going to feed you in the system that we live in. So it becomes yeah. tough. So like, it, it almost feels like people who come from more privileged, uh, um, you know, lives they're the ones who are able to be like all right cool well, i can help but also again like the help they're giving is so tiny in the grand scheme of things right Nonprofit organizations uh like you know spy or baby to baby who try to help out like all these people they're nowhere as powerful as like the government but but again the government doesn't care right the government cares about profit and business uh one of the things yeah. that i learned in, in my senior year of high school with uh, mr bursiaga was that you should always keep in mind is the business of america is business and he would always do like the money rolling in your fingers he's like you never forget that this country doesn't give a shit about anything except money yeah and it, it, it's fucked money yeah lots of money uh but yeah uh see see what happens when old dads are so boring you get off topic yeah and, and you, you fucking start talking about some interesting shit because <laughs> man fuck that movie was boring uh let's talk about another boring film and let's just get right into it it's an hour and 47 fuck. minutes of time i'm never gonna get back it's insidious the red door the lamberts must go deeper into the further than ever before to put their demons to rest once and for all yeah uh directed by patrick wilson don't ever forget it based on the characters by lee wanell when you see uh, uh, the story is by Lee Wanell and Scott Teams. Screenplay is by Scott Teams. And it oh, stars Ty Simpkins, who plays the original Dalton, the real I boy. never heard of him. The real boy from the first film. Uh, and then you have Patrick Wilson, uh, Rose Byrne, and then you have Sinclair Daniel as Chris Winslow. And then you have other characters that don't fucking matter. Yeah, 100. Um, Keep it 100 and open that red The movie door. was made for 15 Blood million. gang, homies up. The, the, <laughs> the, the movie was made for $15 million. Yeah. It made $40 million its opening weekend, so yeah. we're getting another Insidious, most getting likely. Getting paid, getting paid. Make um, it rain. Um, uh, Jason Bloom said, here, bitch, watch it rain. <laughs> but it is, uh, the, I would say it's easily the worst Insidious. Oh, this movie fucking Even, sucked bad, bro. What was the, was the third one, The Secret Key, where the girl breaks her leg and shit, she's in bed, and it's a prequel to the these first shits, Insidious? These aren't, aren't good enough for me to want to remember. Yeah, well, I mean, like, because the thing was, I like Insidious 1. Insidious I, I, 1 was good. I yeah, that was enjoyed Insidious 2, though it wasn't as good as Insidious 1. And then from there on, like... They were just okay. Like, the secret key was just okay. Yeah. And then you had the one which was a prequel with the old lady. I forget the actress's name. Um, but she... The Scarlett Johansson. She makes an appearance at the end of this film as, uh, I knew your mother. Oh, you'll see her, but not today or whatever. Like, right? Because you oh, have yeah. to have her. She's the one who stole the show in all the movies. But you stole killed her the in show? the... You killed her in the first film. So you yeah. were like, how do we bring her back? VHS tapes, flashback movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember? Oh, someone fell down and they fucking woke up. So, yeah. Oh fuck! I was dreaming all that. Whoa! But you know what I mean? Like it, it, it the Matrix. It's the same thing. Like we talked about Saw. You killed your most interesting character in the third movie because you gave him terminal cancer, and then you were like, "How do we bring back John?" Flashbacks, Psych. tapes. Uh, you know, uh, it never happened. <laughs> you could have been. It never happened, yeah. right? Like this Saw Ten could have been a whole fucking reboot, but misdiagnosis. But it took place <laughs> right between one and two. I, 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 we were wrong. We said Saw X comes before Saw One. No, no, it comes right between Saw One and Two. Fuck, that's fucking garbage. It's yeah. stupid. It's, it's fucking, fucking dumb. Garbage. But going back to this, right? Insidious. I don't like this movie because I, I just, it feels like this family story was done after Part Two. Yeah. 
it doesn't feel like the Daltons needed to be back for any real purpose. Like you could tell that Rose Byrne, she showed up for a paycheck, right? She had like 10 minutes of screen time, if that. Yeah. And and what I hated is that they set it up as the father's divorce because they hypnotized themselves out of remembering the tragedy that they went through for that year with the further in the first film and the second film. And they, they were like, we're just going to mind wipe you and off you go. Yeah. And that shit was, I was like, why does it have to be a divorced dad? It's always a divorced dad or a, a, a single mom that, you know, like they're struggling to connect with their kid. But this time, you know, his son's off to college and it Because that's what the world relates to, Sam. Yeah. All no, right. nobody relates All to right. that. All right. It's exactly relatable. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, it's such a fucking trope, like, at this point in time. Yeah, it's such the a fucking, fucking movie was garbage. Yeah, and I mean, like, Patrick Wilson, like I said. And my, I was not happy when it rained. My, my problem was is that, like, the direction is really boring. Yeah. He's not good at setting up the scares. The scares are very, like, you can see them a mile away. There were, I played a game while watching the movie where I would, you clap, see it a mile away. I would clap my hand when the jump scare would come. And I was always just a little off because the timing of horror is just so fucking predictable. I'm like this. All right, when's the scare coming? And I'd clap my hand. Well, I don't think this movie was scary at all. No. I don't it, think there was. I don't, was there supposed to be jump scares? There were, that jump, was there were jump, fucking... There were, supposed, there were supposed to be jump scares. But, I w- but you're right. There were no... Yeah, they didn't come off like that. And I hate jump scares. Like, don't get me wrong. I am not a fan of jump scares. I think they're fucking lazy. But I think you can use them here and there yeah. to make it, you know... To slap a bitch. To, you know, to, to spook you. <laughs> yeah, like wake every, your ass up. How many like movies... Fuck? It's, I know we know this movie's boring. Slap you. Wake, wake the fuck up. But you know what I mean? Like... The jump scare should be used at least twice yeah. in a film. Twice. Don't but there's rip. movies that we have watched where it's like jump scare after jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. And yeah. the Insidious the Red Door was got scared. Jump scare. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, a jump scare. But there there was the one scene, I think it was when he got to the phantom in the bathroom, right? The 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 creature there where the jump scare came about like close the door. But it's like you knew so that we're gonna do a jump scare at 16 minutes and 66 seconds. And then yeah, exactly. Not even 30 seconds later, they tried it again. He hit under the bed. It was like a minute later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another ju- and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. This is fucking stupid. And like honestly, like you do have, I mean, it's good that the the you know the 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 family it's good came that the back. credits came. Yeah. Oh my bad. The credits came up. <laughs> yeah, it was good when the credits came up. But the thing was, is like you had the actors were like, yeah, I'm back because they, I'm assuming they had a good time with Insidious 1 and 2. Yeah. But they were like, all right, well, what are you going to give us? And you're going to give us like the most basic, predictable plot. Like I, there was no time ever where I felt like anybody was going to be in danger <laughs> like the because movie. they're not going to kill Dalton. <laughs> like the movie Hypnotic with Ben Affleck. <laughs> right, but the, right. But the thing is like they're not going to kill Dalton. There's no fucking way because you can pass the torch of the Insidious franchise yeah. to this young actor. And you're not gonna kill Patrick Patrick Wilson because he's directing the fucking movie. You're gonna you, you think Patrick Wilson's like, you know what? I should die. Yeah. And Rose Byrne, you can't kill Rose if Byrne. If you had some balls, he'd die. <laughs> <laughs> if you had some balls, you would kill the yeah. character. Yeah. But like again, there's no there's no guts in these movies because they know he's like, I'll show Sam on the next one. Yeah. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> on camera. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, yeah, not in real life. No CGI. That's, oh, that's, I mean, yeah, CGI. That's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but again, like, there's no, no real fucking tension. 
in the film. Yeah. Right? When he goes in for the MRI, I was like, okay, when's the creature coming out? Oh, there it is. I was like, oh, cool. I, I was off by a half second. I kept wondering when the fucking movie was going to be over. I said, when, is the movie going to be over yet? Oh, fuck. It's not. Fuck. Then about men and letters. Is it close? Are we getting close? Ah, nope. Yeah, no, I mean, but this the, movie was garbage, yo. Man. Really fucking bad. Really, yeah, and, really bad. And, and again, really, like, like I, I felt, insanely bad. I felt like the prequel with the old woman, the Insidious Four. I felt like I felt like Greece. I had felt like that one was the weakest in the franchise, and then the Red Door came out, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh boy, was I wrong? Well, they, they tried to they tried to prove you wrong. You yeah, know, they did. We can make a shittier film. We can we can make a poor you think, film. You think, you, think, you think this movie sucks? Wait till this one comes out. What do they say? Uh, it's diminishing returns. Except, but guess what? I'm gonna lace my pockets, motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you okay today? Yeah. I just feel. <laughs> I feel like you're being extra crazy. I had some tequila earlier. Oh Jesus Christ! Tequila makes you happy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I didn't it have any tequila. It's it a joke. <laughs> I feel like you're being a little a good, more wild just today. A, just having a good time, yeah, because movies um, fucking sucked. But There's nothing, there has to be something interesting going on. Yeah, both these movies were fucking goddamn. They were just boring. Tough. They were, they were really boring films. I, and, and again, that you know, we've seen worse, but because these movies don't succeed at anything they're going for, like they're just painful. They're painful to get through. Yeah, and, and always, and, and, and as always, we've always talked about like the, if a film is boring, it's probably more insulting than actually watching a poor film. Because with a poor film, you can blame a shitty fucking script that makes no sense. You can blame. Maybe your cinematographer wasn't helping you fucking get the best looking image. You know, the your fucking director of photography, your fucking sound guy wasn't doing his fucking part. The fucking music wasn't doing his shit, right? But I mean, it could be worse, right? You could be Robert Rodriguez and hire your son to make the music for Hypnotic. Be like, what do you got, son? Check this out, dad. Bam, 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 bam. You gotta keep the way in the hood. But you know what I mean? Like, there's other things you can blame with a bad film. This is a film. That just doesn't go anywhere. So it just feels like, man, you've just wasted time. I can blame bad film, bad editing, bad direction, bad nothing. But these movies were just like, they're basically shot. They look like TV episodes of something. There's no fucking creativity in the visuals. There's no creativity in the sound design. There's just nothing. And there were, and you know, and Insidious has like the history of the franchise. And it's like they don't even care what they're turning in. They're just like, well, we have Insidious that will carry us through this whole fucking thing. Well, they have it, money, we, so they don't care. We, we got this. And, yeah, and take your money because... Because we know that people will pay for it. And, exactly. and And that's a problem with Hollywood. Like, when people talk about, like, Hollywood's dying, it's because they keep cranking out shit like this. And they know that people are going to go watch it, but there's a reason yeah. why this year nothing's recovered, movie-wise. Like, you're talking about, like, the big bombs throughout the fucking year, big-budget films... And people are just fucking tired. The mil- the movies that made money were technically original stories. Yeah. For the first time in 20 years, the top three films of the year were actually original ideas, even though they are on fucking knowledge of on property that they own. But because they felt fresh, people want to go watch him. But all, all your sequels fell apart because people were like, I don't want to watch yet another fucking this, another fucking that. The only reason Insidious made money is because it's cheap to make. Horror films yeah. are cheap to make. They have the lowest, the lowest entry out of any film. You want to do an action film? Oh, that's going to cost you at least 15 mil to start. But if you want to make a cheap horror film, you can make a cheap horror film for $100,000. Yeah. 
So I mean, like, it's it's frustrating to continue to have to be like, yeah, another one of these. Yeah. And you're not even gonna try to make them good. Fuck out of here. That pisses me off. Yeah. That's uh, (laughs) the name of the game. Name of the game. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, any tidbits? Yeah, got a couple. Nothing. Nothing much. Uh, Got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is uh, doing a collab with Adidas. Uh, Shell toes set for 2024 so if anybody's interested in that kind of shit i guess they can check out the shoes that will be coming out next year um there's also a company that's offering 2500 dollars to watch 25 christmas movies in 25 days pass um so just check that out if you're interested in that um crocs is doing the fucking drop with uh mcdonald's they're doing a couple different variations of their crocs for the McDonald's characters. They're not even gonna call them McCrocs. I don't. I don't. I have no idea, man. McRonalds. No, Mc- no idea. Um, but fucking that should that the fucking uh, the Hamburglers look pretty cool. I think I might try to cop those. And then uh, Xbox has announced the first ever edible chocolate controller. Um, so I'm not sure when that drops, but if anybody really loves chocolate and really loves Xbox, I guess that would be a good combo for you. So. Check it out. And then we got um, an auction with a Prince's white T-shirt that he wore on one of his performances. Um, you can auction for it. And right now, it's only going for 45000 so they're practically giving it away. You know, so go ahead and throw a bid on there. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's all tidbits I got for this week. Yep. <laughs> Prince's shirt. It's a steal at $45,000. Who yep. would have thought that would be the day that we say that shit? Yep. Uh, I mean, because I mean, you're right. I mean, collectibles have gone starting two, three hundred thousand, like easy. And yeah. Prince is one of the biggest musicians of all time. Yep. And just forty five thousand to start. That's incredible. I, mean, I imagine it's still going to sell. No, there's already two hundred bids on it. The two hundred yeah. bids got it up to forty five k. But oh, the, the, okay, all those bids got it to forty five k. I imagine that it's probably. I, I I'll take a guess here. Like, if you can keep track of this story. I'm gonna guess that it's gonna sell for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. How long is the auction for, anyway? I have no idea. No idea. Okay, but I, I'm gonna guess that if it's like a week long or whatever, and it's only a two. Uh, I know it's still going, so you still yeah. have time to. You still have time to. to yeah, do whenever it. you're listening to this, you will still have time to put your bid in. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, films for next week. The two films are going to be number one, The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. On Netflix, and in the second film, Michael Bender Fast. Michael yes. Michael Fastbender. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Bender Fast. Oh shit! Whoa, oh, that's what he does at the end of the night. Yeah, with consent. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have uh, uh, the creator, uh, starring John David Washington. Yeah. Uh, also known as Denzel's nepo baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but good for them. Good for them. You know, yeah. a, 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 a film dynasty. Starting off, because I'm sure that John be David nice. Washington, I'm, I'm assuming that John David Washington, his kids are probably going to get into the business, and then it'll be a generational thing, and like normal people like Brian Cranston will never be actually able to work their way up into yeah. superstardom. Yeah, uh, it's all nepo babies all the time, twenty four seven. Right, Maya Hawk? That's right. I'm doing the voice of anxiety in Inside Out too. Great. Yeah. Great. Fun uh, times. <laughs> Uh, as always, you can find us on anchor.fm slash the Brothers. We go by that on Instagram. And you can find us individually as Render Me Sam. 
I'm Hollywood Mike with a double I in Mike. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week with the killer and uh, the creator and more tidbits, more beer, uh, more shenanigans. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Stay safe out there. We'll catch you guys next week. Um, tuck your balls. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Peace. Peace.